Welcome everybody to the Zero for Hire podcast and today we got a round table because I've been gone, I've been on the road and I needed to bring some guests in to kind of fly through some of this stuff with me because it's just, uh, it's, I think there's too much going on in the world. I just You just want to talk to some people about it. So on the one side I got Mr. Boston Massacre himself, Eric Boston from the 520 Collective podcast. Eric, you still with me? Yeah, there's, there's about to be a Boston Massacre going down over here, so stay tuned. Okay. Um, well, keep your finger over the mute button. Or right? the jump button. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. And then uh, on my other side, I got the uh, cleanest gamer in the game, Mr. Joe from Monastery Studios. I don't know what your what your gamer name, the gamer tag, what, what, do I, what do I call it? It's Joe Fay. Yeah, yeah. What I got it here in the clean feed. Okay, so Joe Fay is it's my it's like my pseudo name. So like when I'm trying to sound all corporate, I call myself Monasteri. And when I just want to sound like uh, one of the gamer bros, I just go by Joe Fay. Joe Fay. Okay, bet people yep. don't get us confused. It, well, I never use my real name, so they ain't, we ain't got to worry about that happening. Oh no, we're not using real names here. So it's plenty going on in the world, and um, I'll be honest. Like one of the things I was most concerned about is. On the Substack here, I've been just kind of getting it in when I can, and I feel like I'm not really bringing the value to our subscribers that I need to be bringing. And I know you guys uh, listen, you appreciate what we're doing, we, we have good conversations and everything. I just want to always be ramping it up, pushing that boulder further uphill as best I can. And so um, I thought, let's get some let's get some of my buds in here and, and talk about some things that way. So I want to start with um, the Kanye conversation that you were bringing in, Eric, because you kind of caught me off left field with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kanye. Vote for Kanye 2024. Is he still running? <laughs> Probably. Is he actually running again? I mean, write him in, if not. How many votes did he get last time? Like 20,000? Uh, at least three. Did he really get 20,000 votes? He got several 10,000. It was, he was only in like three states or it was like, it had to have been less than a dozen. So he didn't really get any votes. I think most of it was like in Oklahoma, which is weird. You're not, he's not, that's not true. I'm pretty sure it is. Why would I say it if it's not true? Because, Zero. because. Do you, I am I that kind of person? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> All I know, okay. he's going to do that whole thing where uh, last time he was running, he, like, tattooed 2020 on the back of his head. It was, like, well, not tattoo, but, like, a temporary, I don't know what he used. I'm about to say Sharpie over here, but obviously it wasn't Sharpies. Sharpie I just want to see 2020 what 2024, back of just back of his head. Oh, so what? It, what's going on with Kanye, man? Because we were... Oh, he, he went live on YouTube today. He's got a new song with Exhibit that I guess he was... Sharon, I didn't hear that. Bro, he went uh, deep the, in the crates with that one. Dude, I mean, you got to work with who will work with you, right? So, um, but no, like, uh, so it was like debuting a new song and doing an interview. I watched it for like 10 minutes or so, uh, and he was talking with Nick Cannon. So I, I'll, I guess Nick Cannon, I, I, I don't know who was leading the interview. If it was like Kanye was interviewing him or if the vice versa or whatever. But like the part I saw, they were talking about abortion. So. Was it a fruitful conversation? I feel like when you say Kanye, like everybody already knows, like it's time to vice grip yourself down in the seat because you don't know where it's going. I mean, here's the thing: like the, the the stuff they were saying, like about abortion, I 
had zero problem with it. I mean, they were talking about um, it being like, you know, essentially genocide for the black population uh, because yeah. like a thousand black babies a day are being aborted. And like whenever you factor in like HIV, cancer, homicides, just random accidents, all these things combined still don't add up to the amount of lives taken with abortion in the black community. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, the stuff he, they were saying about that, I, I was like, yeah, cool, we're on the same page, whatever. Uh, but you know, he was doing his Kanye thing where uh, he's all like, you know, I feel like God is using me for this and that and you know, how he like, over the last couple of years, we'll just like randomly pull in, you know, like Jesus references and Bible references and stuff. And, and you're like, okay, dude, I really want to support you. And I, and I hope that this is real for you. But then you turn around and do stuff like throw a birthday party where all the waitresses are naked. So it's hard for me to know that you're really about <laughs> this. And that's the thing. Uh, I'd say it's an accurate assessment. Yeah. Well, well, like the thing about Kanye's, for all the good that he is and for all the good that he brings to the table it's going to be like you have that factor where like nobody around you is going to tell you no like he don't have like everybody who was going to tell him no already is has already gotten kicked out of a squad and, and, and if he's and if he's turning to Nick Cannon for guidance i mean I I assume <laughs> I that Nick Cannon's more of a yes man like he's probably still mad about that whole Eminem Mariah Carey carry thing he's still recovering from that I, I i don't know what to think about nick cannon obviously nick cannon does not believe in abortion so nick that I, it's hard to know something. what he believes because isn't he's like he was preaching weird hebrew well Israelite he's got like stuff. 40 kids so he doesn't believe in abortion i can tell you that well yeah i guess that gives him some authority to speak on the matter then um so i had posted in our telegram on the 520 telegram group that i've been playing around with that kanye ai and nobody commented on it. And you guys kind of hurt my feelings. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I dropped mm. the ball. I dropped the ball. You're not in that group. I don't even know if I sent it to you or not. I, saw, I, I, I actually saw the post, ironically. I saw the post. I wasn't in the group, but I just saw it on your feed in general. And I Yeah, I posted about it on it. Twitter, and I was hoping that Kanye would be like, hey, I'd like to hear that, please. But apparently he was hanging out with cooler people than me. Yep, mm. Nick Cannon. Wilding so, out. He's going to miss out, but you guys aren't going to miss out because I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I want to play a, a, a clip from it. I got, this, uh, I got this song that I wrote years ago, and I, it, it's weird because I feel like I went through a bad divorce. I went through a lot of the spiritual stuff that he's going through now. He's, his is a lot deeper and a lot weirder than what I was going through. But like when you're trying to go through that and you're trying to like build your your head back up, build your mind back up, you're like... You know, I just need to figure out my life. And and you tell yourself these borderline platitudes that when you say it out loud, it feels kind of cheesy or weird. But, like, when AI Kanye says it, it doesn't sound weird. It actually, like, fits the character of who Kanye is. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. So here we, here we go. So, so let me get this straight. This is just an AI voice of Kanye rapping a song. So yeah, basically what I did was I took my um, vocals and I ran it through AI Kanye. So AI is, um, we had a conversation about this on 520 Collective Podcast where it's basically like another version of auto-tune. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like you make your voice sound like a computer. Well, now I made my voice sound like Kanye. So he's singing my words, the, 
the way I oh, would sing. Oh, I see. But it's with his inflections and everything. And I was just like, bro, this just hit different. And there's some stuff where it's like he, he kind of mumbles because the AI doesn't quite understand what you're feeding it. But, like, if if you think this is worth it, I'm going to go through and clean this up and see what happens. But Okay. Okay, check All right. We get to hear Kanye as a mumble rapper and all that. I don't know what I'm stepping into. Let's hear it. <laughs> And the song is like inspired by Kanye, so he's like all over this track. Honesty, chastity, virtues held on high, purity, reliability are the places of which I strive. But the heart is motive and beating from. No, it's unable to comprehend Integrity, fidelity Will recently cast aside And my sanity and security Were the ones to be sacrificed Now we're starting it over The heart is still broken I know that I need more time Discover the things that I need to regain my life If nobody knows the truth If anybody knew what was really on my mind No one needs to know how I really feel inside crazy is that just don't kiss the yeah it, it literally sounds like i'm listening to zero kanye it feels like we're just like I at say, a kanye like, listening party it's well I, I don't know i mean i, I still hear you I, I it feels like more like it just puts effects on your vocals that like he would use i, I mean i hear like, a little i definitely hear you still hear my voice well my voice yeah. was in the don't kiss the girl no, like, I, I, do I, I, no I felt like i heard you through the whole thing like i said it just sounds like they use the same kind of effects that Kanye would use on your vocals. Yeah, I heard a little bit of both. Like, I, I definitely could hear a little bit of the Kanye, but I definitely heard some of the uh, the, the Zero in there, too. So I, I hear, like, a mix of the two. That's weird, because, like, I guess it's like that, um... Uh, like, I, I hear myself all the time, so I don't really hear me. Like, because that, that's my bass line. I, it's weird that y'all hear me and him at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be my assessment, and also I mean I'm a I'm a big fan of auto tune, probably more than most people. So I mean I'm a fan. Mm. Anytime you do auto, I don't care what you're singing. I mean you could be singing gibberish. If there's auto tune, I'm I'm gonna be standing there, be like, yeah, it's cool, dude. Bro, this is the most fascinating thing I've done in weeks. Like, I I got another song. I'm not gonna play it, but I got another song that like. I was thinking about Trent Reznor when I wrote some of the lines, and I was like, yo, I wonder what was happening, what would it sound like if Trent Reznor said, bro, it sounds just like Trent Reznor. It's so bizarre. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. It's definitely fascinating. This AI stuff is insane. I didn't even know you could emulate somebody's voice. So part of me is wondering what other people I could go now and just destroy their careers with fake tracks. It's, okay, so it's, it's close. It doesn't exactly sound like them, but it's close enough that it's novel. But for some stuff, it's really good. Like, I got Chester from Linkin Park to sing a Katy Perry song. <laughs> and it's, like, actually really oh, good. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chester Bennigan singing Firework by Katy Perry is actually really good. Especially the, um, it's, like, in a minor key. Somebody rewrote the composition. <laughs> So there's limitless combinations you could do here. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna, oh boy. I'm gonna throw some samples up on Substack so you guys can hear them. Like I can't just be like putting yeah. that stuff out there because I'll get in trouble. But I can. I think I can put some stuff on Substack. That's where you need an alt. You just need an alt account. So if it gets banned, you're not affected by it. Oh god, that would be so sucky if I got banned for AI songs. Because there's a whole YouTube community with that stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't think you would on Substack. I hope not. Like, when I finish this uh, AI version of Don't Kiss the Girl, I'm going to just make a YouTube video and post it up and hope he see hears it and likes it. Like, how lit would that be if I just got a call from Ye one day? And he was like, yeah, hey. let's, uh, let's hang out with Nick Cannon and talk about abortion. Uh, <laughs> that would be less lit. And, yeah, I mean, we'd have to put, like, the kibosh on, like, the titty party or whatever he's doing that day, but... I would love to like sit and talk about the gospel and talk about actual like biblical healing and because I assume that he's genuinely interested in those things, you know. I, mean, I, I hope. I hope. Yeah, I it, it's, it's I mean, hard to get a read on that. And, and and with here's the thing, like with celebrities and stuff, everyone likes to you know try to guess at it. But the truth is, we don't know because we're not in these people's lives, so we just see what they let us see, you know. Yeah. And even that, half the time, is it the reality of it? So, so I got yeah. another. Go ahead, go ahead, Joe. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't really going to say anything other than when it comes to Kanye. He's one of those people I look at. And I just I don't know what to think about. It's like one day I love him, and the next day I don't necessarily hate him. But um, it's it's sometimes it's like I'm looking at two different people. So it's. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's a whole mixed bag when you start talking about Kanye. Well, that's the, that's you don't like know a what cousin or something that you love that's him, the but you also be like, bro, I gotta, can you not right now? Like, uh. no, that's, that's the bipolar coming out of him. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, really whatever it is, like, it creates I mean, some you, interesting when results. He really don't you're like going that, on info He really don't wars like when people, like, hone in on that. I mean, I, and I understand why, because if that's, there's people that, like, they revel in that, um, you know, they have some sort of disorder or whatever. They revel in it. And then there are people who, like myself, I'm high anxiety. Like, I'm like a canary high anxiety. But I had to learn that that's a part of how God made me. That's a part of my personality. And there are actually advantages to it that if I take some sort of weird medication, it's just going to kill my whole personality. So, well, I, but it, I mean, that's legit, like, the what it is for Kanye though because I mean there's some times where I mean he just sounds just level headed clear like on point you know what he's saying makes complete sense and then the next moment he's you know using a Yoohoo bottle or something to talk <laughs> on InfoWars and you're like what yeah. is happening? Next thing you know he's just you know? rapping poopity scoop and it's like alright what's going on here? So 
I think that was a combination of two things. <laughs> like, <laughs> one, I think that was Nick. Hold on, hold on, first of all. Stop barking. Call your dog. Hey, he's got he's got some info. He's, got, he's doing his job. Uh, I what think that was a combination think? of Nick Fuentes is just not the guy to be like hanging out with and stuff and you 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 know what what they're all about with the Jews but, conversation but, banker, but, like but, just in, but they weren't but they weren't on that show with with yeah, yeah, but they were hanging out with him at that time, and I'm sure that yeah, they were but egging him on and putting stuff in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be really funny. And no, like just like, not being his friend like they were pretending to be. But we've seen Ye do crazy stuff without those guys. I'm not trying to absolve him of responsibility. I'm just saying I think it's a combination of that, but it's also a combination of, like, have you ever played uh, Paradise City, the racing game? Uh, or just uh, I, I haven't. So I got I got Burnout Paradise City on my Switch, and you can get the DeLorean, and it goes, like, way too freaking fast. Like, it goes, like, 200 miles an hour. I don't know the layout of the city, and I'm going way too fast. And I think that's what he's doing mentally. Like, when you're intelligent and you got Maybe. too many things going through your mind and you're trying to talk, but you just, like, too much. It's like driving a car way, way too fast, and you don't know the layout of the city, and you're going to crash, and that's... I don't know. That's that's how I always looked at it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's obvious Kanye is a musical genius and if you just study geniuses in general, especially like musical geniuses in the past, most of them are severely depressed. They don't really know how to control their their emotions or their artistic expression. So I I think there is that that level to it absolutely. Yeah, and even if you don't want to look at it like genius, look at it like amplitude. Like the signal from your brain is just way too strong. Whatever it is you think, even if it's like Yahoo jokes that don't land, it's just too much for for the moment. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like Kanye is like, especially like when you come talking about the music side of it, right? Like, uh, you know how you've heard stories of like people who take you know take acid and they like see the music or whatever. I feel like Kanye like sees the music. And, and all this <laughs> stuff without acid, like that. you without know, the acid, yeah, yeah. So, and, and that is, I mean, I don't know. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't seem normal, but it's definitely not normal. <laughs> but like, we've heard people say that too. Yeah, and yeah. It, there's something to it. There's something spiritual going on with music that we. I don't think we quite understand. Um, a couple weeks ago, when I was doing all that research. You know, I led with the premise that music is magic and that there's a spiritual component to it that we just don't understand. Um, I want to move from Kanye because we're, we're getting in a few minutes more than I thought we were going to do. And uh, I want to talk about uh, Vody Bakum. You guys familiar with him? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was a link again sent by I think it was Eric you then you sent me a Ruslan clip where he was on the Daily Wire or something mm, I don't know doesn't sound odd mm, somebody sent me a Ruslan so. clip where he was talking about Vody on the Daily Wire no I don't think so well I wasn't me I set out to find this clip or this interview and I found instead it was like freaking we're, we're getting into like podcaster inception it was like the black conservative, I think it is, was watching a video of some dude in Africa trying to give a theological breakdown of the interview with Vodi Bakum. 
and Ben Shapiro. So a reaction to a reaction to a reaction, basically. Yes. <laughs> we're getting ridiculous with this stuff. But anything to get views. <laughs> anything that, that must have been yeah. what that person was thinking. It doesn't, it doesn't, will it get views? Let's make it then. Yeah, I don't know if that's even like really ethical, the whole reaction to a reaction thing. Like, if it directly involves you, I can see you like getting into it, but when you're just doing it for clicks, yeah, it seems kind of not okay. But the real question is, can we get uh, can we get uh, Vadi Bakum to react to this reaction, to the reaction, to the reaction? Because then I think we'll actually be on to something. That would bring it full circle. I would, yes, I would love to see that. So, all right, we got to get this trending or something. Get it in this feed. I don't pay for Daily Wire anymore. Um, we tried, and it's just like I signed up for. Yes, the conservative commentary, but also because there's some Christian commentators on there. And it seems like they've gotten to a point to where they're just okay with generic, basic, common sense Christianity. And then there's Ben Shapiro who just straight denies Christ regardless, so they can only go so far with it. Anyways, all that said, Vody really has like set a standard on how to operate in that realm when you're dealing with people who don't believe or who have a limited belief because of their theology or whatever like he he knows how to culture war without just being a total d-bag to people and i don't know if you've ever tried to find a specific vody bakum video because there's like three thousand a day that seem to get uploaded to youtube but i did find out that he's been doing a tour of the united states and um he landed in L.A., he did the Daily Wire thing. He did a Babylon Bee interview, and that one is available on their podcast. So, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's one of the stories that I'm kind of hashing out for the crazy Christian stories at the end of the month here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't listen to, to Vody much, but um, he just, the few clips I've seen of him, he just has a great perception on things, and I, I have a big respect for just ministers who aren't afraid to wade into the controversial, which he has made himself available to do that. Yes. So because of that, I, I have a higher respect because he's not going to tone down his message to appeal to the masses. So, exactly. again, I don't listen to him much, but he's absolutely one of the people I will listen to just for that reason. So the the thing I think he's bringing to the conversation that a lot of people want to avoid to me, it seems like they're trying to avoid this conversation. The Chosen. He says it's a violation of the Second Commandment, 2 VC. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely heard the set of Christians who have an issue with that. I personally, I, I would not say that I'm one of those people in the same camp that has an issue. Um, obviously, pointing to the Second Commandment, don't make an image of God. Um, if you really, if you really study again, that's that's really a, a theological conversation that could take a, a whole conversation in and of itself. I mean, from what I understand, the Jewish people and, and thus us through the Ten Commandments are commanded not to really make graven images at all. And you have in the same scripture in the Old Testament apparent contradiction where they were called to make a graven image of a snake that they were to look to for healing, and so. Obviously, from that same from that same passage, I gather the collection that you are not to create a graven image for the object of worship. 
So, again, I guess this is a, a very basic explanation or very basic explanation of my perception, but um, creating some sort of an image, a picture, a painting for an object of representing something, not necessarily, again, we're not worshiping Jonathan Rumi as a portrayal of Jesus. It was, it's just the allowing us to create an image of, mind of, of a perception. Well, uh, Jonathan Rumi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I absolutely know Jonathan. You know, I've actually, you know, watched him a little bit and seen a couple of the things he Sorry, has to say. But I didn't mean to throw you off. Um, Boston yeah. Massacre. Do we need to call you a, a taxi uh, or a police car or something? No. Okay. I'm just listening. You're unusually oh, quiet. So, well, well. Okay. So honestly, I don't have like an opinion on the Chosen because I just watched the very first episode last night. Well, not so much um, getting into the weeds on the Chosen, but the concept but, of yeah. portrayals of Jesus. Well, I mean, I guess the people that have a problem with that, though, I would say, hey, yo, you know, does your church do like an Easter or a Christmas pageant or something like that? Because what's the difference? I see where you're going with that. So I'm going to read Exodus 20, uh, verse 4. It says, you shall not well, make for also, yourself. Do, do you mind if I cut in with something real quick? Go ahead. I think it's also important to note that the very early Christians, too. I mean, the, the people who were literally a generation or 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 less after the, the following of Jesus. I mean, we have some of these articles like antiques of people who had drawn images of the face of Jesus. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, there's a recent story about people apparently had unearthed what they consider an accurate drawing of the face of Jesus. I don't know how tr uh, true that story is or not, but you have these early, early Christians who were drawing pictures of Jesus with the disciples, and they didn't seem to have this knowledge that that commandment restricted them from art, artistically expressing something outside of worship because they weren't doing this as an object of worship as the Catholic Church later instituted. So that would be kind of my understanding. Okay, so <clears throat> we're getting into two two different well, ideas here. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, well cuz I mean I, I'll well, just before you before I, you say, it, let me let me read the let me read the commandment and okay. then that'll give us a basis here because I can see where we're going right now. Uh, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing loving kindness to the thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. I think it's important to read the entire thing because people like to park it like right at the end of four. And there's like there's a lot of ideas there that are going to lead me to a different conversation later. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, too, because, I mean, you know me that sometimes I say stuff that isn't necessarily what I specifically believe. Uh, but I like to throw stuff out there just to get people to think, get our, get ourselves to think a little mm -hmm. bit too, right? Because, or or just consider the angles, right? Because I mean, you're gonna have people who say, "Yo, that's Old Testament. Jesus did away with Old Testament. We're under a new covenant, new law, blah 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 blah." Uh, so that's one thing about it, right? Um, I mean, I still think, obviously, that the Ten Commandments are a good <laughs> rule of thumb. <laughs> to live by regardless um but i don't know i mean like depending on how you want to go about it and i mean you could probably stretch stuff to be like yo you know like compare it to um 
communion, right? Where like the the bread represents his body and, and the the wine represents his blood. It's, I mean, is that? But and we're supposed to do that in remembrance of him. If we're doing something in remembrance of him, mm-hmm. is that okay? I mean, is that what we're doing when we have stuff like movies and, and plays and, and different stuff happening? And that's the question. So I need to hear some deeper arguments for people who hold this belief uh, so firmly. And I understand just you don't want an image of Jesus to be, you don't want an image that is going to be worshipped. And I believe that's what the what the article or what the commandment is saying. And there's an article that I'm going to bring up in the cultural stories that kind of points to this is that it's not the same as worshiping a tree or a giraffe and, and you know, a duck or something and saying, yeah, like, I this mean, is Jesus. This is God. This is our... Well, like Joe like said, no, I don't literally think Literally like the ox, the golden calf. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, like, like Joe was saying, I don't think anyone's turning on the chosen and that's their... Um, you know, quiet. That's time what they're worship. Yeah, worship. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, like, like and this I think is how that, God that's is what people speak. are being contentious about. Is they think that people are worshiping it or idolizing it or I'm, whatever it, it is. Because if we're gonna, if we're gonna be honest, it's probably like people that um, like to get mad and talk about what Jesus actually looked like and all this other stuff. It's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares what he actually looked like? Uh, I think who cares? there's like a sub like a part of Christianity that likes to that is very contentious about how you interpret things and if you don't interpret exactly how they interpret it there's no room for you even at the table for conversation and, and I think why that's one of the biggest like, problems we're having cuz this this whole concept of you can't have anything at all that represents like a picture or anything like that um I'm, I got the wikipedia page called pulled up it's called iconoclasm and I'm going to leave that in well, the show notes here. It's just it's these people that will literally destroy these images because they think that they're idolatrous or sinful. I don't know, dude. Like it just it just feels like you know we're not uh, our being part of a local body or, or being part of the body in general is is not a you need to do this in order to secure your sal- salvation. It's there as support and hopefully to grow. And to have people, you know, like like-minded people around you, but dude, like salvation and your relationship—that's a—that's a personal experience. You know, that—that's. I, don't I think know, there's. Man. I think there's room for, for the fam- for the church family and the collective in there. But but it's, I'm, but I'm it's also not. But, it, but it's, it's not. But it's not determining that. if you're. The, you know, it, it's Bro, not up to others YouTube to determine right if now. your theology is correct or not. You go on YouTube right now, and you'll see a video generically named, like, um, Hillsong United, and there'll be a picture of Vodibacum. And it'll just be, like, some disembodied <laughs> voice making, like, really hardcore one-sided statements. And then, like, juxtaposing, like, the goofiest thing that somebody sang in a Hillsong concert to Vody Bakum, like, slamming his fist on the, on the counter. And, yeah, and, but, and I think we, we, we have to get back to, like, the actual cultural issues that are at hand here. Because I, I've seen that side of YouTube where people just pick out the most random details to rail on something about. So, I, we have to actually get to the cultural issues. Like, back to, like, the... To the the whole graven image thing, the whole Im- the image thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
obviously, I'm not one of those liberal Christians who are like, we should only focus on the essence of what the Bible is saying and not actually worry about these specific details. Um, But at the same time, you look at this passage and you have to ask yourself, what is the essence? Because you can't take one Bible verse out of context. What is the essence of actually is being said here? I would rewind and and say, what is the nuance rather than what is the Yeah, what is the nuance? And so, like, you point to Leviticus 26.1 where it says... You, sh- you shall make no idols or graven images, neither mm-hmm. rear you up a standing image, neither shall you set up an image of stone in your land. And then the rest of the verse provides a context to bow down unto it. Yes. And so really what this is, is about is idolatry. Now, if we're meant to take a literal interpretation from Exodus 24, then that also includes we're not allowed to make images of literally anything. That verse no, says that's anything because, that's in heaven above. Because that verse doesn't stop it for, and, that, and that, that's what I kind of what yeah, I'm meaning at. Yeah, but if you're taking a literal interpretation now as Christian artists, like, you can't paint a bird. You can't paint a fish. If, because you, take that, a, you, if you take it literally, you have to include everything, which is heaven above or earth beneath. But the Jewish people didn't limit themselves to a literal interpretation. On the temple, there, there were four... If I'm not mistaken, bronze statues of bull of bulls. I would say if you take a literal interpretation, you have to take that passage in context. So four, five, yeah. and six all together. Yeah. You can't just stop at four and say, "See that pulls my." Because that's what like people that just like to lift scriptures out of context do to prove their point. Yeah, I'm not against taking scriptures literally or seriously if you're looking at the entire passage, or right. like you said, the essence or the nuance there. But I think the problem is that we have a culture of Christians that don't go that far. They just want yeah. a um, like a Bazooka Joe version of the Bible where you just take that <laughs> one scripture and that's all it means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like I said, you just have to read the context for what this is actually addressing, which is idolatry. It's not – I mean literally anything can be an idol. If I want to go out and – I mean you have animism. People will literally – speak to trees and, and rocks anything can be an idol so it's not just this is not just an issue of people sculpting idols out of stone it's in the mind you can turn anything into an idol and so now it well, becomes it a spiritual be, issue it doesn't even have to be a physical thing right like i mean we can yeah. turn our own theology into idols well i think we should be right? yeah. more specific when we're talking about idolatry so you, t- you can take that that thing the, the sculpture of a, of a fish or whatever, and say, this is God. And when I talk to this fish, I'm talking to God. I think that's what the scripture's talking about. And that's, that's what the scripture would refer to idolatry, like a proxy exactly. for God. Yep. He doesn't want you to pray to a fish and say that it's going to him. Or anything under, under the sky, on earth, under the sea, it doesn't work that way. And I think yeah, that would include yeah. pictures of Jesus and crosses above your bed in the bedroom. Or so. like, he doesn't want a proxy. He wants you to talk directly to him. Yeah, yeah. When it when it comes to prayer, you do not need a conduit. It, it, there is a direct line. You don't need to go through something, and and that includes, um, pray, prayer. I mean, prayer to the saints. That is a great example of how this Bible verse is meant to be interpreted. We're not meant yeah. to be praying to saints. I just we're want not to, meant to be praying to anything other than directly to our to our Father. I just want to cut you off at the pass with the idolatry conversation because. That usually gets into the realm of, like, I really like this thing, and then other people interpret that as an di- idolatry for you. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you get a game you really like, and you're like, oh, man, let me tell you about this game. And they're like, I think this game is becoming an idol. Really just because they don't want to hear you talk about it anymore? Yeah. Like, that's not <laughs> the same thing. 
Yeah, I, I mean, so so honestly, like, here's how I would define idolatry, and and I have a very simple explanation for it. That is not even so much worship. I think idolatry is literally just fear. You when you well, fear let's pull something. Up the definition. Well, th- yeah, when you fear something, you are really directing worship towards it because the Bible tells us we're only meant to fear one thing, which is God. And so we, throughout history, humans direct their fear towards deities. And there's a reason why in the spiritual, the, the devil and his demons try to make people afraid. There's a reason. It's because that fear to them is worship. And so... Really, that there's a reason that Christ tells us only to fear Him is because that is how we direct our worship is through fear. So, really, that, I have a very simple definition for idolatry. It's just simply fear. So, what are you afraid of? That's what you're worshiping. Okay, so this is an evolving. Uh, it's one of those weird evolving definitions. Idolatry comes up as number one, worship of idols. Two, blind or excessive devotion to something. Which is why when you talk about that video game, they say, I think it's becoming an idol. But then, you, then the question becomes, what is worship? And now, like, try to nail that down. That's like nailing jello to a tree. You can't get a definition for worship. Yeah, you can, but I don't think it worship is limited to one definition alone. So every person might have a different definition. Worship definition. Britannica says to honor or respect something or someone as a god. To show respect or love for God. Or for a God, especially by praying, by having religious services. So I think that's fair. That's the only real like definition. It's everything else is like an article. It's like, see, it's kind of like this, man. Um. So yeah, we kind of trailed off where we started. Okay, so with the the what's the was it the, the chosen? I almost said the honored for some reason. The Chosen. That's the sequel series. What? The Honored, yeah. (laughs) Coming soon by Dallas Jenkins when he runs out of episodes to make of The Chosen. As long as it's not Netflix. So it's going to be... It'll be the Pure Flix. It'll be the Pure Flix remake. The question is, is a depiction of Christ a idolatrous act? Is it a version of worship? Is it blind or excessive devotion to something? Is that what you're doing when you draw a picture or something to Christ? Because that's what the, as far as the three of us seem to agree, that's what this, that commandment is saying not to do. But if we're missing something here, then you need to write into us and, and kind of set us straight with some clear definitions and uh, some clear references from scriptures. Use, give me some definitions or something that I can point and say, okay, here's where I made a mistake. Uh, what I definitely don't want you, listener, to do is send me a wall of text because I will absolutely not read a wall of text. Um, I would much rather you call me on the phone if you have that much to say. But this is a conversation that can roll for a while. And I wanted to throw it out and see if we can get some more conversation going on it. But uh, Eric, I want to give you the last word before we kind of move on from there. Um, watch the chosen and vote Kanye. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard those two said in the same breath in my entire life. Hey, first time for everything. This is what happens when you start hanging out with us, Joe. I'm just saying, you might want to really consider. 
you know, stay up all night, think, debate, pros and cons list. See if it's you like actually we have the wanted. potential to be intelligent, and then somewhere along the way, we nope. just give up at like the forty percent line. No, like, I'm still, no I'm intelligence st- isn't entertaining. What are we talking I'm, about? I'm, <laughs> I am still amazed that someone gave me a master's degree. I'm just saying. Were they cleaning out the closet and they just didn't know what to do? Like, here, hold this. Well, no, I, I paid them a lot of money. Oh, okay. Well, and there you go. There, there it is. That's the brass tax right there. Right. Okay, so uh, the last thing I want to touch on, and we don't have to get real deep or anything, but how do you guys, uh, where are you tracking the story of Oliver, Anthony, and the Richmond north of Richmond? Because this is branched out into at least Dude, three there's like stories. so much stuff happening. Like, I would, like, actually, just a little bit. <laughs> Like such a little, like just a little bit ago, before we got on here, I was seeing some new stuff. Like, there's just new stuff with this guy all, all the time. First of all, his name's not actually all, like Oliver Anthony was his grandpa. Um, okay, well he's a singer, so, like, he put, so he, I can. Yeah, he put, so he put out this big name. long things talking about like, hey, you know, um, let me actually introduce myself to you guys. His name's like Chris, like Chris Anthony, um, and so he started Oliver Anthony Music. Uh, to like honor his grandpa, and I like that better. That's like a folky it. name. Yeah, uh, but apparently, he's been offered a bunch of like deals from like you know the the music industry. Like, uh, don't do it, Arthur, uh, Anthony. Well, no, like like apparently one of them was like an eight million dollar deal, and he turned it down. Wow. Okay. Um, now, everybody has a price. Would you shut up for eight million dollars? That's what the real question is, because they're going to shelve him. So knowing that they're going to shelve you, would you take that eight million dollar deal? Yeah. Well, but I mean, he like taught, he, he like dude. He, he it, it was a very long statement that he put out, but you know, like he was talking about how like his his intention has never been to be a full time musician, right? Like he's just making songs, and the fact that he's like number one on. An iTunes chart or whatever. Oh, he did like make it to number to one. Him. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Uh, but like, he's not even like going and actually like, you know, legitimately recording this stuff. Like, no, he's the, not ready the, for the fame. It's like that one episode of Hey Arnold where the Asian guy turned out to be a great country singer. I dug um, in the crates for that one. That just <laughs> right? went right over my head. But, but, <laughs> but, but like even even with uh, Richmond, right? Okay. Like, he just got. With the that whoever runs that like radio, that local radio station YouTube channel thing, and like they brought equipment to his land and just recorded him playing it and singing it out there, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's interesting. A perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. It's interesting because like, um, you know, th- then he had that show that he did last weekend, and you can like watch the whole. He recorded the whole thing and put it up on Rumble. Um, and I don't know if this is where you were going with this, but you know he, he starts the show by reading from Psalms. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, it, uh, the the article that I had pulled up. Yeah, um, so that was like interesting, but like the, my I don't know because the more the more he, he opens up because he t- he just he he, he like because he's like doing that, which I get. You know, people are connected to Scripture and they. If they, especially if they've been around it and they find, you know, inspiring stuff in it, but it doesn't always mean that 
they're living by it or they intend to live by it either just because they can talk about it, right? Yeah, that's Um, the Christian approach. It's like that scripture that he read, what was it, Psalm 37, I believe? uh, I can't remember. The one about God judging the wicked? Like, that goes... Well, he was talking about, like, judging kings and... uh, Yeah, it streamlined with the lyrics of the song. Yeah. So it's not hard to find a psalm that kind of lines up with what you're saying in your music. Well, because he, you know, he reads he reads scripture, then turns around and plays a song that's full of cuss words and stuff. And, and there's the next element of the story. Uh, so, Bryson Gray said that he didn't want to listen to it. Like, he heard of it, but he didn't want to listen to songs with swearing in it. And then a ton of people got mad at him. And I actually, like... Yeah. That Wait, was like, people got mad at Bryson Gray? Yes. What, like, else, is, what else is new? Yeah, I'd say people, <laughs> but, but, people get mad at Bryson. For, for, that, for that topic, I mean, for saying You know that, Bryson probably heard that song, dude. He heard it, yeah. I, I'm, and I'm, I don't think... I'm not going to talk Knowing about Bryson, Bryson, he just probably wanted to tweet something just to get a couple people reacting, honestly. That's what I was going to say. Like he, he, I don't know if he has like a dedicated tweet time or if it's all flows naturally, but it's like he throws enough darts that something's going to stick. And that was the one that stuck last week. Was that he said he didn't want to listen to music with swear words in it, and then a bunch of people got mad about that. Um, and but imagine that, getting mad at somebody because they said they didn't want to listen to profanity. But yeah, that's the that's the thing that stuck out to me was it's not so much about Andy Oliver or Bryson. They're they're the conduits for that idea of like why are you mad though? Welcome to Christian yeah. music. Well, I think a lot of it is also I, I get to, a lot of the emotions that go on in something like that is if there's anyone with any level of guilt that they're listening to a song with profanity and then they see someone who is choosing not to listen to a song in profanity, they then begin to shore up their decision and then and that, attack yeah. someone else so they can feel good about themselves and justify their decision. So I'm not saying that's everyone who was attacking Bryson Gray, but there are definitely some of those people who wanted to defend why they chose to do something like that. Yeah, I think there's um, some spiritual stuff at work there because, one, that is a biblical concept. Um, When you denounce evil, when you denounce worldly things, in terms of behaviors, uh, the wicked, they lash out at you because of it. And so we've been warned about that in Scripture, and that's what we're seeing happening. But then I made a post on Twitter that got zero traction on the 520 page, basically saying the same thing. is like, it seems to me that you have to swear if you want your song to go anywhere or if you want your YouTube video to go anywhere. You have to just like, even if it's like a friendly SpongeBob commentary, you have to just come out with a random F-bomb just to let everybody know that you're on their team. Should we like say some swear words right now just to help the cause? Well, no, because we've been... T- <laughs> We've been talking about this for last month of like yeah, just, we're just edit I'm, in, I'm, just edit like in a couple bleep just edit in a couple bleep sound effects and we'll be good. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like just like it's frustrating I don't know. because in Christian rap, this is what it's we like talked about your on head against the wall, all, you know? all you're, you're hitting your head against the wall. People you know? are sending yeah, us quote unquote Christian songs with swear words in them, and then when we object to it, they're like, I don't see what the big deal is. And then they well, go down that whole tirade about like, well, cursing is just saying something like that weak sauce crap that Ruslan and Dax were talking about with cursing, and then Ruslan like explains that Jesus raised the bar, but then like just left it there, I guess. Like, people don't want to deal with the actual standard. Do people... people, I think uh, it was Untitled that posted this on Twitter, but, like, uh, you know, people want to act like Brood of Vipers 
is the same thing as dropping the F word. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's a like, really good take. See, not. I'm praying for Untitled, bro. I love that dude. Like, when we're not talking politics, he's almost 100% I'm agreeing with him. Yeah. Well, and, and like, you know, I don't know. With, with Oliver Anthony, he's almost like Kanye, right? Where, like, okay, you see him standing up there with a Bible and, and reading, and you're like, you want to pull for that. You want to get behind that, right? But then, like, you know, he talked about, like, his music comes from all the stuff he's been struggling with over the last few years mm-hmm. and, like, depression and anxiety and all this. And, like, but nowhere has he, have I heard him actually say, yo, hey, I found some strength and some comfort in scripture or, or in my relationship with Jesus. No, it's like. It's spirituality. I, well, well, he said the way I've dealt with it is by drinking and doing drugs, <laughs> you know. It, um it seems it's like, like there's the fruit the Bible talks about. You'll know them by their fruit. Well, right now, I think this is a testament to the the weak sauce evangelicalism that we have in America, where we have all these people who are they're noticing the evil. I've heard Tim Pool use the word demonic like a dozen times this month. People see yeah. stuff and yet they won't acknowledge Christ or they don't know. And then you have Christians in their life who are like kind of kind of saying something or not at all they're just not around and and i i honestly believe that we're getting to a point where it's going to like crescendo and people are going to start saying what must i do to be saved it's like every preacher's dream because they, they can tell something's wrong they know that it's not normal to be attracted to little kids and stuff like it's just all this weird stuff's going on but they don't know what to do about it because evangelicalism is too busy like trying to make weird connections about Hollywood movies and stuff. I don't I don't know, man. I'm I'm I have too many ideas and I'm I'm having a Kanye moment. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just a lack of there's a lack of holiness in the church right now. I think is yes. a lot of the issue and a lack of Christians willing to stand up for holiness and fear of being called legalistic or or just spiritual dictators. And so because that's exactly what happens. You yeah. do have those Christians who stand up on the internet and they say, you know, th- this is a problem. This is an issue. This is wrong. And then you get all these people and sadly a lot of Christians who then attack these fellow Christians and say, well, you're just being a hypocrite. You're being a legalist. You're being holier than thou. And, it, and it's a shame to see that because we do serve a God of grace, but we also serve a God that commanded us to be holy, commanded us to set ourselves <laughs> apart. Uh, I, I've been listening to a couple podcasts by uh, John Cooper, the Cooper Stuff podcasts. I've been wanting to listen he's to been, that. Oh, yeah. He talked about some of these same issues, those Christians in the entertainment industry. You had this Christian worship artist who had an F-bomb in their song, and they then defend. They tried to defend that theologically. And so you have this movement within Christianity where – Christians are either afraid or unwilling to stand up for holiness, whether it's in an effort to emphasize the grace of Christ or whether it's in an effort to appear genuine and authentic. And it's just, it's shameful. It's shameful to see, honestly. And it's surprising how many times we have to have this conversation on the internet at a massive scale and people just like forget. I was like, we already had that conversation. We had, we were having that conversation back in 2015 on MySpace. And we're still having it. Yeah, yeah. And and I hate to say it, like it, it is a fight we can win, but this is a conversation we're going to be having until the end of time when Christ returns. 
Somebody's gonna be like, oh, I'm not gonna go there. Okay, so <laughs> to finish off the story from Jesus, the what the f are you doing here? Sorry, bro, you really <laughs> caught me off guard. Like, and I was, then, and then they'll sure defend. Then they'll I'm just saying, some, some, saying someone's that. gonna say that to him, and he's gonna be like, dude. Well, it took a minute dude. for the context to come in, and I thought you were like, ne uh, never mind. Uh, the um, Oliver Anthony story. So the fourth branch of that story, I like to do this thing where, like, if I'm at dinner with people that, like, co-workers or something, I'll ask them, and I'll give them just enough to know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, did you guys ever hear anything about this guy? And I'll show them a picture. And one of, one of the people at dinner was like, oh, yeah, he's just, like, some right-wing singer who's just, like, I don't know, I haven't listened to the song. And I'm like, why would you push that? If you haven't listened to the song and you don't know what it is, like... Because that's what the media says. And that's crazy. Like, people who don't even know what they're talking about already have a narrative in place. On some obscure yeah. folk singer that we just found out about three days ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, because that's, that's how... That's politics in general. You shoot first before you, before you ask questions. <laughs> All right. So, we're uh, coming up to an hour, and I definitely don't want to let podcasts go over an hour anymore. Um, Joe, what you doing these days? What you, what you shilling? What am I doing as far as work? Or what am I doing, like, for fun? What are you shilling? What am I shilling? What are you pushing? Well, I don't, I, I don't have any shillings, so I've got dollars. I know you were cleaning your game controller, but why? Uh, why do you do oh, that? Oh, it's just because I was just sitting here bored waiting for you guys to get your microphones figured out. <laughs> so I, was, I just had a controller sitting there. I was like, let's clean it. Let's do it. So tell me about my Terry Studios. <laughs> tell yeah. our listeners about your yeah. the cool stuff you do, Joe. <laughs> yeah well i'm still waiting for the cool stuff to happen but you know I'm, uh, until that day comes still making videos about christian video games and christian movies so the latest latest video i used artificial intelligence and generated a christian movie trailer so that was a bit of a trip and i'm currently working on a review of a new christian mobile game service that's a subscription-based service and they provide about half a dozen Christian mobile games designed for children. So I've, I've never seen anything like it before. So it's been really interesting just playing through the games, reacting to it, you know, talking smack about some of them and then saying nice things about others. So um, okay. just trying to keep an eye on what's going on in the Christian entertainment world and just promoting a Christ culture through entertainment. That's the whole goal. So that's what's been going on at the, the, the Joe Fay end. We've got small children here in my household, and we don't allow any unmonitored streams, so I'll definitely be looking for the review before we get into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, so definitely keep your eyes out for that. I'll kind of give all the details and then give whether I recommend it or not at the end of the video. Cool. Um, have you given any thought to, like, carrying the mantle or at least partnering with one of those websites that does movie reviews? or Like, my, my son wanted to see the Ninja Turtles movie, and I was like, okay, let me go to Common Sense Media, make sure. And then it's all like, I guess there's like a gay splinter scene or something. I'm like, yeah, we ain't watching that. But, yeah. you know, have you given any thought to doing that type of stuff on the mainstream level? Or do you prefer to float with the indie? Right now I'm sticking with the Christian content because I'm, I'm trying to promote Christian, okay. Christ-focused entertainment. And, and really, That's you know, I guess the question arena. is... 
Yeah, yeah, it's an underserved arena, and I've definitely tapped into a lot of that audience that feels underrepresented. And you're going to get some of those people who say, well, don't you want to reach the lost with your videos directly? Don't you want to um, talk about the secular film so that the secular audience will come and watch? And, I, and I've thought about doing it, and, it, and it, the day may come. But for right now, I don't, first of all, I don't think I've outgrown my current audience. I don't think I'm even close. And then at the same time, I have seen some people from secular secular audiences come across my videos and watch them. Like the, the AI video I did, the video is literally called, I Asked AI to Make a Christian Movie. Yeah. And I think 20, 25% of the audience that watched the video was searching, the search term they used was AI movie trailer. They weren't looking for a Christian movie trailer, but... They were just searching AI movie trailer, and next thing you know, they're watching a Christ-focused video. So I think we are, that I am reaching people who are not even necessarily looking for this type of content. So even though it's focused on on Christian culture, and I'm mainly getting Christians watching the content, I'm reaching people outside of that. The day may come, I branch out, but uh, I don't think it's grown to that point. And honestly, like I think of some of the other platforms that are just doing it better than me. And I don't want to just copy what they're doing. If I'm going to do that, I want to do something original. I think of like Plugged In. Plugged In's doing a great job. Like they are yeah. genuinely doing a really good job actually showing what's in the film so that you know whether you want to watch or not. Almost every film I watch, I go to Plugged In before I watch it to see what it is I'm about to see. Common Sense is another one that lays everything out. So I don't think I can do what they do better than they do. So if I'm going to do something similar, it's got to be different in a way. And it's probably better for you to stay in your lane and do the ministry that God gave you to do and just point yeah. to somebody else who's doing the other thing that they're asking for because you're... The, the voice that's saying, don't you want to read? Like, that's in God's hands. That's in, under God's control anyway. So, yeah. good, good for you for just sticking with that. Eric, yeah. we got about a minute left. What do you want to say about 520 Collective? Um, I mean, we're there. We're out there. Try, trying to get Joe to come hang out with us on a stream. So, hopefully that'll happen. And I guess un until then, we're just going to be, you know, drinking and cussing and watching... Bodie Bachum videos. So, <laughs> are we um, able to talk about <laughs> the GH Radio uh, announcements, or are they going to have to tune what? into an episode for that? Uh, what announcements? About the numbers and stuff. Oh, just uh, tune into Five Twenty. Uh, go to yeah. go to Five Twenty Collective YouTube channel, and we'll we're not going to do it in the podcast. Um, no, no, but um, but yeah, new. Um, you know, new podcast episode came out last week, so you can go check that out. Uh, we got some new stuff up. Uh, we've been doing a few live streams here recently on the YouTube channel, so check that out. And yeah, man, um, hopefully you'll hear the three of us on a stream in the not too distant future. We got a topic idea. We just gotta we get just a timeline up as long as. Uh, as long as Joe wasn't scared off with this here tonight, I guess. No, Joe's a real one. No. No, the first <laughs> podcast I watched from you guys was Bryson Gray and John Keith going at, at each other's wow. throats. And I was like, I was like, this is cool. I can deal with this kind of stuff. Dude. So I think I think anything, anything that you guys have thrown at me so far hasn't scared me off. So thank you guys for coming on to the, on to the Zero for Hire podcast. It's, it's good to have some sort of a round table and I definitely want to do stuff like this again. So either of you are always welcome on the show anytime. 
And to all of our subscribers, please make sure that you subscribe on Substack for more um, content that we're going to be putting, shorter form things like that. Share it with your friends. Let people know about it. That's how we're going to grow. We're also on the Millennial Rain podcast is a separate show where we do these kinds of conversations squarely focused on theology. That's it for everything. So thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, and stay holy. <laughs>